Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is available for free anytime you want it at thejazzsession.com and in iTunes. Today, it's another in my occasional series of interviews recorded at the 2009 Tanglewood Jazz Festival. You can go to thejazzsession.com and click on the Tanglewood Jazz Festival category to see、uh, all the interviews I've recorded there this year and last year. Today, it's violinist Ben Powell, and from his album Light, this is How High the Moon. My guest is Ben Powell, violinist.、Uh, he's just played a very successful show in the Jazz Cafe, and、uh, I'm going to just pause briefly before welcoming Ben to the show to say that all throughout this interview, you're probably going to hear some ridiculous trumpet playing, because Wallace Roney, John Faddis, and Sean Jones are all、uh, battling it out on the stage down the hill from us. But Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So、uh, you mentioned、uh, during the show that this is,、uh, in some fashion, a debut performance at a festival like this. Is, is that the case? It is very much that case. And、yeah. what did you think of your experience here at Tanglewood? Well, as expected, if not more, it was <laughs> just a, a wonderful afternoon for me and for the band, especially.、Uh, this is my first time on the Tanglewood campus, and、uh, I think just the smell in the air and the and obviously. Uh, visually, it's just stunning, and just a wonderful place to be making music. And、uh, it was just great fun doing that this evening.、Yeah. Now, it, it seems like it, it's no surprise that you ended up being a violin player,、uh, given your DNA.、Uh, can you t- talk a little bit about、uh, the influence of your folks on what you're doing now? Absolutely. Well, I mean, for as long as I can remember, it's it's been part of my day. You know,、uh, my mum has had music students coming in and out of the house, being a violin teacher. My father's trailed his cello in the door at 11 p.m.、Uh, with his Tucks on, and you know, growing up, it's much like any child in a home where their parents have professions. They get used to it, and it just becomes part of your upbringing. Well, lucky for me, music was、uh, was that, and、uh, as I say,、uh, wonderful influence. Again,、um, you, you,、uh, the, the older I get, the more I realise just how、uh, how influential it was, and how lucky I was that、um, at that age, so much was going in, and not only visually but orally too.、Uh, Uh, all the lessons that my mother would give,、uh, and then a lot of the pieces. She's a Suzuki teacher, so a lot of the、um, the pieces she would be teaching her students would be played by myself years later. So I I never really had to、um, learn the repertoire from scratch.、Uh, maybe just regurgitate it from some you know 
part of my brain that had already absorbed it as a, as a, in the womb. Uh, so coming to jazz, actually, when I was well, about 12 or 13, I had a wonderful director of music, Paul Oster, in my junior school, who introduced me to Stefan Grappelli's music, or playing, I should say, and, and Duke Ellington, and uh, got me into jazz. And that really kind of kick-started it for me, and I was able to use the, the oral training I had had um, kind of unconsciously as a child just absorbing these melodies and being able to play them on the violin quite quickly and so jazz was just this, this is another form of music to me I could just relate quite quickly to the instrument and I think that's probably why I've stuck with it more than a lot of other violinists is that actually I've been able to bridge that gap um, a lot quicker in that I've been able to, to receive things in the ear and produce them on the violin quite quickly not only melodies but um, articulation and inflection and uh, you know really being able to, to imitate uh, great jazz violin players yeah like the first time you heard jazz played on the violin? I, I just remember it being very liberating. I mean, hearing Stefan, and as I say, it had been kind of classical music all the way up until that time. And I mean, I was a young teenager, but I do remember it just so graceful and lyrical and just uh, such elegance and buoyance to it that I, I immediately, it kind of sparked something inside of me. And I just felt totally different when I approached the violin and uh, wanted to play it in that way. And I think that's really what kind of drove drove the ship to begin with was this kind of uh, yearning to uh, to find that buoyancy and uh, gracefulness that he just did so effortlessly. Now, you've chosen uh, professionally to pursue music, I mean, that is quite honestly 70 years old, a For lot sure. of it, yeah, and yeah. Um, can you talk about what particular either challenges or benefits uh, that, that presents to you as an artist? Um... I mean, as you say, generally jazz, of course, it's, it, you know, it's, it's an aging uh, style of music and it's traveling in many, many different directions as we speak. Um, I think to answer your question, you know, uh, um, from my perspective would be, you know, being a violinist and playing jazz. Well, there's very few of them to begin with. So I'm lucky that way. Um, in that when I bring my instrument to the table, it's not necessarily regarded a jazz instrument. So already people are either intrigued or interested. Um, 
But I, again, I mean, loving Grappelli and a lot of the old style of playing and music, uh, I, f- I feel it's kind of my job to present it again, uh, maybe in a different setting, in a different form, uh, much like I did tonight here at Tanglewood. You know, we didn't really play any, any music that's been written in the last 30 years. These are tunes that are probably 50, 60 years old, but arranged from my quartet and in a way which we feel is fresh and uh, can be received by today's contemporary jazz audience. And... Um, also, I must say that a lot of the music I play it was written by violinists, or at least with the violin in mind, and uh, talking specifically about the instrument. Um, you know, a lot of jazz music is written either for the trumpet, as we can hear, or the saxophone, and, and in those keys. And as, as wonderful it is to be able to play in all the keys on the fiddle, it's actually extremely difficult. And the violin is written to be a resonant instrument, and actually I find a lot of um, you know, classical music you won't find in D-flat or A-flat. I mean, of course there are, but generally speaking, you use the resonant uh, strings of the violin, and, and much of the music tonight I played were in those kind of resonant keys. And it really helps us violinists, so I think that's where I'm starting. Of course, you know, I play all the standard repertoire and and on I, you know it's an exercise I, I I keep going all the time but in terms of my own repertoire and what I'd like to be kind of exercising uh, through the year and onwards is to kind of bring these tunes to the forefront here because I really believe it's beautiful music and uh, I know that probably not too many people tonight knew any of the tunes that I had played as it really uh, it was at a certain time and recorded and they've been shelved and I'm trying to blow the dust off a little bit so to answer your question <laughs> in a very long form that's how I stand <laughs> uh, talk about the uh, three musicians who were on stage with you tonight yeah great friends of mine um Cedric Hangryot playing piano, a uh, recent graduate of Berklee College of Music, and uh, we met just in one of the classes, actually one of the writing classes at school, and it's quite a bit older than me, Cedric, he's in his 30s now, and um, we, we really connected musically and on a, fr- on a friendship level immediately, uh, both being European and being in America helped too, and I, I've, you know, I'm an avid fan of the French and <laughs> the cuisine and the music and pretty much everything that's got to do with it, so... You know, it was great that way, and then we started playing together, and the rest is history, really. You know, it's great. Bruno Rayburg playing bass, uh, wonderful bass teacher at school, uh, runs a lot of the ensembles, uh, uh, very well respected player, and um, I was introduced to him at school, and just really clicked, you know. And it was it was wonderful for me to have faculty in my band, somebody at Berkeley, you know, because this is this kind of band started, I guess, at Berkeley. We were using Berkeley's resources, and we were all connected through the school. So it was it was a real privilege to have the, pa- the faculty member and uh, on board with this project and. He's also an experienced player uh, uh, and, uh, and a local here. He knows the Boston area very well, so it's great to have him aboard. And Devin Drobka from Chicago playing drums, a recent graduate like myself and Cedric, and just a wonderful drummer doing s- some very exciting things, um, playing with Jerry Bagonzi and lots of other uh, names across the U.S. now, and he's just kind of beginning his story like, like myself, and it's just wonderful to share the stage with him at this kind of young, very fresh, um, creative uh, point in his career.
Now, we're recording this interview at the summer home of the Boston Symphony, mm-hmm. and as I understand your story, the Boston Symphony plays a role in your appearance uh, on this continent, as a matter of fact. Oh, absolutely, it does. Um, very, very lucky. I guess it was 2006, uh, Christmas time, Keith Lockhart came to the United Kingdom to con- conduct the National Youth Orchestra of Great Britain, of which I was a member and had been for three years. He was uh, conducting in my last year. We have three courses uh, every year at uh, Christmas time, Easter time, and summertime. Keith came to conduct the Christmas concert series, and I happened to be playing principal second violin in the orchestra. I was 18. So my senior year of high school and looking to go elsewhere, and I'd applied to study mathematics. Can you believe it in London <laughs> and had been accepted and was all raring to go and anyway Berkeley uh, Berkeley uh, Keith uh, heard me one evening playing some jazz violin and I uh, happened to be playing with a pianist he'd brought from America called Michael Chertok to play Gershwin with us and he, he was a jazz piano player so we just jamming out one night on this course it was wonderful Keith was with us for two weeks rehearsing at a private school there in England and then we did a week of concerts so I had a lot of time with him anyway long story short Keith heard me play jazz violin we started talking and I had kind of been interested in the US uh, you know, not only as a place for study, but also because I have dual nationality in both the EU and USA. It was kind of really uh, a wonderful resource I could, you know, uh, look at going to uh, for the long run. And he introduced me to Berkeley uh, and said I should definitely think of going. Kindly uh, took home a letter and CD for me and uh, kind of opened the door that way around. And uh, it was wonderful to be received at Berkeley kind of, you know, through through that gesture. And uh, Keith and I have stayed in contact since I've been here. And fingers crossed we'll be meeting again on the platform at some point. Now, as I understand it, you were more than received, right? You received a full scholarship, actually. Uh, it wasn't a full scholarship. Like it? It, was, it was definitely a, uh, a scholarship that allowed me very to come nice. across. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And considerable help and uh, That's very much appreciated. I mean, congratulations. So, thank you. So I want to go back a little bit to the, uh, yeah. to the music. And uh, the crowd reception tonight was yeah. outstanding. And uh, as you mentioned, many of these songs are songs people will never have heard. Yeah. And, I have to believe the audience for Django and Stefan and those guys is probably small nowadays. It is. And it's not even easy to find their music necessarily. Mm. So, uh, however, as we said, the audience response was outstanding. And I wonder, if are you are you finding that people are very receptive to this music, even if they lack familiarity with the era from which it comes? I, I do. And I, and I, and I, I kind of had, I've stood by that... Um that feeling up until this point, and I will continue to do so after tonight's encouragement to you know continue with this. Uh, it, it, it's just beautiful music, and I think at the end of the day, no matter what it is, if it's something people can sit there and find some space and enjoyment out of, then at the end of the day, that's music. You know, whether you're playing salsa, jazz, classical, you name it. And at the end of the day, this is what tango is all about: it's for people to come here and to be able to just relax and to receive beautiful music uh, played by you know uh, it's by artists who come here to share it and uh, I think on, on a very basic level that uh, that's very encouraging to me that they received this music that maybe they weren't aware of um, so warmly and uh, I'm very encouraged to continue to do it now one of the primary instruments in your performance tonight was a Fender Rhodes which yeah. last time I checked hadn't been invented <laughs> in the 1930s or 1940s <laughs> so uh, talk about the decision to yeah. use the Rhodes and then how you uh, have arranged this music for this for sure well actually I mean that's very much my pian- pianist's doing Cedric um he plays with all sorts of bands and he's got his own projects and he loves the road. So he introduced the concept to me and I thought, well, wonderful. You know, what a, what a wonderfully simple way to really introduce the contemporary sound, at least, you know, combining that with the piano. With this music, I mean, instantly we, we kind of, uh, we draw a different picture, you know, and we paint from a different palette. Um, so that, that's how it was conceived. We, uh, we've gigged once or twice with it before when it's been on hand to us, like tonight, uh, and we just love it, and I love it. I, Cedric uh, 
Cedric really enjoys playing on it and it's, it's very notable and I think it's, it's a wonderful sound also with the violin and, and, and speaking about the violin and jazz you know I mean Stefan did a lot for it and Didier Lockwood and there's been all sorts of uh, pioneers of the jazz violin and, and they've mixed it with wonderful timbres and sounds and uh, it's wonderful how uh, malleable the, the sound of the instrument is with, with other instruments and uh, tonight was a wonderful showcase of that especially with the roads yeah. so uh, what's coming up for you? Well, I'm living in Boston and hoping Tanglewood will, uh, you know, create a few more opportunities for my quartet uh, locally, nationally, internationally. Uh, right now, it's it's back to Boston and continued rehearsal. Uh, as for a major gig, uh, got nothing on the horizon actually as of now. So uh, we would love to be touring though Europe next summer. Love to take some of this music back to kind of its home. Sure. And um, and perform it to some festivals over there. I'd love to take it back to England too, to my hometown of Cheltenham at the Cheltenham Jazz Festival. That would be very exciting for me. But all of these things are to be kind of set in stone and in motion uh, between now and then. Uh, but as of, as of now, back to Boston and uh, continued rehearsal and playing and uh, you know, hope that this music reaches people and they'd like to receive it in their homes. Well, I thank you for coming on the show. I wish you continued success and it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Likewise, Jason. Real Thanks pleasure. very much. Take care. music from violinist Ben Powell from his album Light. That interview was recorded at the 2009 Tanglewood Jazz Festival. I'm Jason Crane. This is the Jazz Session, presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is available for free anytime you want it at thejazzsession.com and in iTunes. My thanks to the Respect Sextet for the opening and closing theme music. You can find them online at respectsextet.com. Thanks also to Dave Rabel, who designed the Jazz Session logo. 
Please go out and support live jazz whenever and wherever you can and come back next time for another conversation about jazz on the Jazz Session.